what are we doing here? Well, yeah, final show of the month. We're just going to go off the cuff on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Been covering hockey for over a decade. And thanks for making this your first listen or first watch, whatever the case may be. And don't forget to subscribe and also check us out on Amazon, ad-free, all that jazz. So once in a while, I used to do this a little bit more often when it was just the audio side. I haven't done this in a long time where the Ducks season would end and I would just have a general episode off the cuff, no script, no post-it notes, no nothing, like nothing at all. This is the first time I've done this on the video side. So just going to be like no cuts whatsoever, just go all the way. All right. So I'm just going to talk Ducks hockey for a few minutes, talk general hockey for a few minutes, and then just final general thoughts. Well, the draft lottery is over a week away. Yes, I'm pinning a lot of my hopes on this draft lottery because, as I remember, the Anaheim Ducks have never gotten the ping pong balls to fall their way. And here come all the naysayers. Oh, they've never gotten ping pong balls. They've never gotten higher than this pick. They've always dropped picks. So and so, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who effing cares? The past is in the past. Didn't you guys watch The Lion King? Ah, yes. The past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the past. The past is the past. The past is the past is the past. That happened. The Ducks had a number two pick, went on number three. Hey, got to make Tavish out of it. Woo! Look, the league is not out to get the Anaheim Ducks. I don't care what all the naysayers, all the... All the folks that have the conspiracy theories, ooh, no, that's not what's happened here, not at all. The Ducks have just had bad luck. Now, the Ducks should consider themselves lucky because, hey, at least they have a cup, yeah! You know, right now, there are double-digit amount of teams that have never won a Stanley Cup. Double-digit. And just going to go off the cuff here, obviously, the Golden Knights have never won it, Seattle's never won it because they just entered the league. Duh, JD. How about the San Jose Sharks? They've never won it. They've only made the final one time and got destroyed by the Penguins. The Coyotes. <laughs> what a joke. So the Coyotes. Okay, I'm just going to try to count. Vegas, Seattle, San Jose, Phoenix. Um, Gosh, who else hasn't won? Oh, Columbus hasn't won. It's another one. How about the current Winnipeg Jets, former Thrashers? That's six. That's another one. Wow. Who else? Oh, the Vancouver Canucks. That's seven right there. Yee. This is getting bad, folks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for Canada. Um, Florida's never won one. They've made the cup final. All those stinking dirty rats. <laughs> okay, that's eight. And I can't think of any more at the moment. So I'm just going to go with those eight for now. I know I actually wrote a question on Hockey Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, by the way, 
Um, for those of you that have been long-time listeners, um, do you remember when I did, you know, freaking Hockey Jeopardy? Well, with the off-season coming, or the off-season here, um, just a little spoiler alert, there's going to be some trivia fun coming very soon, now that I've gotten the format down, which is good, just got to get the technical stuff, but also, um, I'll have a new toy coming soon, um, next week, woo! Yeah... Um, for those of you that have watched or listened, there's been a couple episodes here and there where the audio has been a little bit janky. Um, there's at least been two episodes this month where I had to scrap my recording altogether because the audio was just not working at all. Like it sounded really just muffled and scratched. And it sounded like I was underwater. That's what it sounded like. So I'm just going to show this on the camera really quick. You're going to hear a little bit of a weird noise. I've had, this is my trusty old blue microphone, which has served me well for nine years. I've had this microphone ever since I started doing um, an old show called Touch Em All. I used to do a baseball podcast nine years ago. And this was the Touch Em All podcast. And I got this specifically for that. And it sounded really good. Like it was kind of state of the art back in 2014. Nine years I've had this, and it's finally starting to show a little bit of its age. And thanks to the Coachella Valley Firebirds having an extra game last week, which was great for me, not good for this podcast because it's less time at home, um, I bought a new toy. Hopefully it'll sound a little bit better than it has. I mean, it sounds fine now, but it'll sound marginally better in the future. I cannot wait for that. So just going off subject on that. But anyway, back to what I was talking about before. Oh, yeah. The draft lottery. I'm pinning my hopes that the Ducks at least fall to one or two. Either one of those guys is going to be fine for the Ducks. Fantilli's going to be great. He's going to be freaking fantastic. Connor Bedard is going to be a generational type player. I wouldn't want him on the Chicago Blackhawks. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't I don't want him on the Blackhawks with all the stupid crap they've gone through the past couple years. Yeah, don't want that. Don't want that. Well, what other teams could get Connor Bedard? Well, it can't be the Coyotes because that pick is protected. Ottawa, you know, it could be fun in Ottawa. It could be really fun with that up-and-coming team. Uh, Buffalo can't get him, unfortunately. That would be fun to see him in Buffalo. Uh, how about San Jose? I know they're the NorCal rivals, but at least it would be fun to see William Eklund play alongside Connor Bedard. If nothing else, that would be fun. Actually, Fantilli and Eklund would be a lot of fun to watch up in San Jose. That's future talk there. So, you know, got to give a shout out to my to my boy JD. Could have fun. He could. Why not? Best case scenario for both JDs, Ducks 1, San Jose Sharks 2, let the madness in the Pacific ensue. And let's bring back the Cal... Actually, you know what? I'm going to pause on that thought because I missed the California gauntlet. So I'm going to wax poetic and talk about that after the first intermission. And I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. I have no idea. This is just completely off the cuff. Yeah. Audio side, I used to do this a long time ago. You're used to this. Video side, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
stay locked in. But first, I want to talk to you guys about eBay Motors. That's right. For a championship team, not like the Anaheim Ducks, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, even if there's no defense. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Click, click, click. And look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. Especially like Trevor Zegras exudes confidence when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, that's, by the way, 122 million, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning's salary, (laughs) anyway, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Right parts on a good team. Hmm. Anyway, get the right parts that, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Alright, so I was about to talk about the California Gauntlet. I missed that. I know deep, deep down, there's a lot of fans around here that miss it. Here's why. The California Gauntlet kind of benefited each other because a lot of those East Coast teams, like back in 2013, 2014, 2015, they were scared. They were scared to come to California because the Ducks were good. The Kings were good. The Sharks were good. All three teams were good. And I remember reading, it was a newspaper article, uh, one of the New York teams, I forget which New York team, but one of them was like, ah, crap like I don't know if we could beat actually it might have been the Islanders that went into a California trip back then saying good luck good luck getting a point out of that series and that's what it was like and it benefited all three teams in this way if they began in SoCal and got bludgeoned by the Ducks and the Kings they'd go up to San Jose beaten and bruised And they would just get walloped by the Sharks. Or even better, for the Ducks anyway, where a team would start off in San Jose, get their asses kicked, then go to the Kings, maybe squeak out a point or two, then come to Anaheim, just dog-tired, and the Ducks would destroy them by multiple goals. I remember a couple of those games, actually, where the Ducks just went in and... I'm going to say it, they kicked their ass. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. They would come at the pond and just get downed. I mean, they, they were down bad too. And this happened for a few years where the Ducks would just say, yeah, come on in. Come on into our barn and get destroyed. Oh, yeah, you're destroyed because the Kings, you know, almost got you. They almost got you. Especially in that 2012, 2013, 2014. The 2015, it didn't happen as much because, you know, the Kings were kind of on the downward. And that was also that really weird season. But that 2014 season, 
that one, that one was fun. Remember that game? And ah, oh, there was a game against Vancouver where the Ducks just murdered the Canucks, like absolutely murdered them. There was another game too. I believe it was the New York Rangers came into town and just got their asses kicked bad. I forget what the score was, but it was a shutout. I remember it was a shutout. And this was back in that 2013-2014 season. And the Rangers just went into that road trip going, what the hell? Like, we got to face these guys first? Are you freaking kidding me? And I remember that they got murdered by San Jose. Then came into Anaheim and they're like, crap, you kidding me? We just lost to San Jose. Got to go into Anaheim and get killed again. Yeah. I wish I remember what the scores were. And I'm just going off the cuff here. But that that's one of those memories that was fun for me. Because I wasn't really a Rangers fan at all. And to see them just get destroyed was fun. Because the Sharks beat them down. That's what I miss. I miss... When teams would come to California and shake in fear. Two years ago, that wasn't the case. Two years ago, they go, oh, California. <laughs> Let's get five points at least. Maybe six. Yeah. There was no fear. It, it felt like not just the Ducks, but the entire state of California was a laughing stock in the league. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So... My my hope is that we come back to that. Hey, you know what? JD, if you're watching this, if you're listening, here's here's my compromise. Ducks number one, San Jose Sharks number two. Let's get the California gauntlet back and let's have some fun, baby. Yeah. That would that would just be tremendous to watch, folks. Alright, I'm continuing off the cuff, and I'm just gonna close out on I talked about the Ducks and the draft lottery in the California Gauntlet. I didn't expect that. But I'm going to go a little bit personal at the end here because it is the last episode of the month. Um, don't know how many episodes we're going to have next week because I've got um, hockey tomorrow. I'm gone all day Monday, baseball Tuesday, hockey Wednesday, Firebirds, you know, stay fired up. And a little bit of an admission here. It has it has been very tough on me. Um, you're going to notice very soon that um, this room is going to start to become more and more barren. That's because I'll be in the middle of a move pretty soon, once again. So, yeah, kind of, kind of moving around again. You know, it is what it is. But I am hopeful that, you know, once the summer ends, I'll have a nice new setup, nice new little studio, and that's going to be the hope for next season is, you know, I'll have like a studio, I'll have like a much more organized place just to do things on the regular. And I think that'll make my life a little bit easier. And I, and I know that's kind of been weighing on my mind a little bit is, you know, there's going to be like a new space for Locked on Ducks soon. So I, I can't wait for that. But yeah, it, these walls are going to get emptier and emptier. I'm going to be a little bit sad. 
but you know, change is needed. So that's been kind of on the back of my mind. Um, also, you know, I've apologized before, so I'm going to apologize again. I apologize for, you know, like the video side, especially because that does take up some time and I've hard, I've hardly been home. You know, there are multiple days where I'm gone. I'll record like four episodes in a day and a half and edit throughout the week. And it, it's been tough this season. Especially with the Firebirds. And I don't think I've actually mentioned how that all happened. So, back in December when I was in New York, the second time I was in New York. And, you know, that whole trip, there was a lack of episodes. And there was a reason for that. And now now I can tell you what that reason is. And I kind of teared up thinking about it because, you know, it's kind of like weird, but also like really good memories. So... The week that I was gone, like right before I was on that flight, I had heard at the time, you know, hey, there's a possibility that this spot could be opening up. And I had put in my resume, you know, months before, just kind of on a lark because I'd done more PA work. I did college football. I've done indoor soccer. I've done some hockey. I did junior hockey. So I've done, you know, quite a few. And I felt like my resume had improved enough where I can at least give it a shot, you know? So I just kind of put my name in the hat as a lark. And then fast forward to November and hearing, oh, hey, I hear that you might still, you know, be up for it. I'm like, oh, like kind of kind of by surprise, but I also wasn't expecting much to come out of it, you know, mainly because I didn't have that much confidence in myself back then, thinking that I was going to get it. So, you know, a little bit of a self-confidence thing. And I was still working in Ontario, so there was that. And I was also still, like, driving back and forth to San Diego when I was doing that as well. So fast forward to literally, you know, the day before I leave for New York, and... Yeah, that's when I found out. There is a possibility that you might get a phone call about this. So, you know, once I landed in New York, um, I told a couple people there that this was a possibility. And I needed to kind of get my mind off of hockey and sports for a little while. Because the more I think about sports, the more I'll think about that. So I tried my hardest to do everything in New York that did not have to do with sports. I even refused going to a hockey game. Yeah, I could have gone to see the Devils and, you know, chose not to. Wound up seeing a bunch of musicals, like a bunch. And, I mean, I still have this. You know, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go off the camera here because I have with me a little bit of a bag. And my scripts for tomorrow. I still have my scripts. Gotta be ready to go. Alright. Y'all ready for this? Okay. I wound up... <laughs> Here we go. No no editing. We're just going off the cuff. So I wound up doing one thing. Only one thing sports related. And this was part of the reason why I wanted to go back to New York in the first place. Is there's a new museum that just opened up called the Jackie Robinson Museum. It's fantastic, folks. Um, if you like American history, and if you are interested at all 
in learning about, you know, what a great man Jack Robinson was. I highly, highly recommend checking it out. Probably one of my favorite things to do in New York, you know, right off of the one line, the red line, in the western part of Manhattan. Loved it a lot. And I wound up seeing five shows <laughs> in three days. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about keeping your mind off of sports? That was it. My time was pretty much spent. Like, I did, like, one live thing, and that was it. And I recorded, like, two shows, and that was all. And the shows that I wound I wound up seeing a lot of stuff just in my two visits. Uh, let's see. Going in some order... Oh, our Rockefeller Center saw the Rockettes Christmas show. That was really cool. Um, <laughs> I got to see Funny Girl with Leah Michelle, And this is going to go way off topic here. I know there are those of you... This is going to be like total musical talk. I know there are some of you out there that are musicals fans. That remember all the crap that went on when Leah Michelle got the role. Look, it's a role that she dreamed of. You know, for all the stuff like, oh, Leah Michelle, she can't read. Oh, she kind of stole that role. You know what? I wanted to see Leah Michelle in Funny Girl. And you know what? Honestly, she was kind of made for the role. And she, she knocked it out of the park. Absolutely knocked it out. <laughs> Loved watching that. What else did I watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Into the Woods. Into the Woods with one of my favorite actresses ever, Stephanie J. Block, who is just a treat to watch. I've seen Stephanie J. Block now in a couple different things. Uh, first thing I saw her in was, um, gosh, this was 12 years ago now. No, less than that. 11 years ago. <laughs> that I saw Stephanie J. Block tap dance her way, anchors away. Woo, that, yeah, that was good. But my favorite thing I saw her in, well, I've seen her in other things too. Um, falsettos. That was fun to watch. Watching her going crazy was cool. A Strange Loop. Now, this was the strangest play that I watched. Um, it did win a Tony Award for Best Musical. I need to go back and watch that one again with no interruptions because there was actually an interruption during the half of the show or during the second half of the show where the lead the lead actor uh, fell ill in the middle of the performance and he could no longer he couldn't go on anymore the one that I really wanted to see and some of you are going to get jealous <laughs> this one I legit woke up early got a rush ticket for how much did I even pay for this ticket it wasn't even that much I think it was like forty dollars <laughs> Yeah, for, uh, $45 to see The Music Man with some really incredible actors that I love. Sutton Foster, who I also love. Uh, she played Marion. Mark Lynn Baker. If you're a classic sitcom fan, Mark Lynn Baker played the main role in Perfect Strangers. And Hugh Jackman. I got to see Hugh Jackman on stage, literally 15 feet away from me, playing Professor Hill in The Music Man. Woo! That was fun. That was the ultimate getaway trip and not think about sports. 
And literally, literally, when I got back home, that's when I found out I wasn't the first choice to be the Firebirds announcer. That was my buddy Logan, who did the first couple games. He was unable to do it. And I think there was someone else in the mix too. But that fell through. So I got a very frantic phone call and an email. Send in your latest, like, you know, reel right now. I'm like, what's going on? Like, you're still up for the, you're still up for it. And we're going to audition you. So I went in, uh, chat on the phone, um, did a little mini interview, had my game audition on Teddy Bear Toss Night. So actually, I was still in audition mode that last couple weeks of 2022. So if you kind of like think back to like those episodes, that's why I was so secretive at the time. I couldn't tell anyone because I was in audition mode. And then they liked me enough and they said, yeah, the job is yours. So, yeah. And ever since then, we've had like a bajillion home games in a matter of four months. And it has taken a bit of a toll, I'll admit. Especially, like, all these games in April. There's just so many games. And that's a residue of the fact that the Firebirds spent, like, the first two months on the road. Next season is going to be a lot easier on me now that I'll actually have a schedule, like, well in advance. And not as hectic of a schedule. And it'll give me more time to organize. So, that's what's been going on as far as, like, timing. Just so many games. <sighs> Alright. I've jabbered on for a long time. I've jabbered on long enough. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. You're incredible. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. If you're in Coachella Valley, you know, visit Visit, you know, say hi. Let me know if you're going to go or not. But once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.